Welcome to Hippie Witch, magic for a new age. I'm your host, Joanna DeVoe, and this is a happy, hippie place where magic with a K meets the law of attraction. Hi, thanks for joining me for episode 340 of Hippie Witch, Magic for a New Age. My name is Joanna DeVoe, and I am the kooky creatrix behind Kick-Ass Witch, Putting the K in Magic, and Hippie Witch, the show you are listening to right now. I also have a free ebook by that name, Hippie Witch, Peace, Love, and all that good shit, and you can pick up a copy of that at www.joannadevoe.com or back on the description page for this episode back on Blog Talk Radio, where you will also find a link to today's very special guest in this month of talking about all things Tarot. We have the lovely Arwen Lynch joining us here today. So welcome to the show, Arwen. Thank you, Joanna. I am delighted to be here. You're always uplifting. I really enjoy your energy. Yeah, well, so are you. You actually call yourself a professional joy seeker. I do. I do. I hope everybody will become a professional joy seeker. (laughs) I love that so much. That's actually my word of the year is joy. So uh, we should just start with that. Let's talk about that. What like what do you mean being a professional joy seeker? Well, it has a dark background. Cue the spooky music. I feel like it always does. Right. When you go in pursuit of joy, it's because you're coming from someplace dark usually. Well, and I live in a dark place. I am um, on. I am a depressed person. I am on medication. I do therapy, and part of my own work is to remember to find joy, so that I can kind of like little joy bullets ping at all the things that irritate me. And literally, joy for me is the tiniest of things. Like hearing your giggle—that's a joy. Watching a bird fly—a joy. I don't have to have, you know, a pint of ice cream, although that does work, but <laughs> just just really focusing on what the good is rather than the bad and kind of overemphasizing the yay so that when the nay comes up, I have something to kind of fight back with, if that makes sense. Yeah, kind of like a guiding light. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I do that a lot with love. I've asked myself a lot, like, what would love do? And you can ask that of joy, too. What would joy Mm. do in this situation? And I actually am not depressed, but for many, many years, I was. I had um, the dazzling combo of depression and anxiety, which presented itself at some point in my life as agoraphobia, in addition to all of that. And... um, really escalated and hit a peak in post-traumatic stress disorder. So I have a history with that. So it is my great joy to be silly and positive and support people in in finding their own. So I really appreciate that about you, Arwen. Cool. Now, are you me? Because you just described my own history. (laughs) I mean, seriously, right down to the agoraphobia. I wouldn't leave the house unless it was to go right down the steps into a car and to the grocery store after midnight. Yeah, you know, I'm so glad that that's in my history, that I can actually say it's been years since I've been there. I feel really excited about that because that means it's possible and a lot of people that contact me completely are still in it and um so I'm really happy that you said too like well I live there you know yeah I got out of it too it is possible it does get better yeah 
follow the joy people yeah <laughs> right do you have a good tip for that um or is it just a matter of just constantly looking for the silver lining um i actually have on my desk i have hii and it's a, a background question for me when something gets me very upset I, it's how important is it that's the h triple i mm. I, I really, and I also do, one of my biggest things is the stop method. I will literally put my hand in front of my face when I get those um, angsty negative thoughts going. Just go stop. And then I think about puppies and kittens in a field. That's my go-to. Nice. Um, some people may be unicorns and rainbows, but <laughs> I like puppies and kittens in a field. So, uh, But that's how I do it. I just replace because negative memories and negative thoughts are real, right? They're not, you're not doing it to yourself. You're not being a jackass to yourself. Your brain is overdoing its job. Yeah. And you just have to remind it, okay, I'm good. I understand the fear factor. I'm good. I'd like a little joy now. Yes, the, the brain is overdoing its job. It, it thinks it's in charge. Yeah. Yeah, um, I like that you put your hand up and just say stop, too, because taking control like that and shifting the energy and your perspective on purpose is so key. I'm such a nerd about that stuff. I When I'm doing coaching calls and stuff, I'll make these suggestions to people that sound so simple, like what you just described, putting the hand up and saying stop. But it's just about, like, breaking the pattern in, the like, the moment you catch it. Yeah. Because a lot of that stuff is just repetition. It's just like an old, broken record skipping over and over and over and over and over again. Yeah. And I think it's old tapes. You know, who's who's in my head? Who am I? What is the phrase? I'm allowing somebody to live in my head without paying rent. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, and get rid of the old tapes. Listen to them. Are they you? Are they your mother? Are they your 16-year-old self after a bad incident? Who is it? Oh, my God, Arwen, we sound like dinosaurs. We're talking about records and tapes. <laughs> Everybody's like, what are these things? I must Google them. Well, a, a tape? What's a tape? Look, I used to live where phones were still attached to the wall, people. <laughs> it really happened. <laughs> I will just wrap this up, this little joy moment, too, by saying I love... I'm a meme maker. I just love making me some memes and putting like a cool quote with an image and stuff. And I found one on your website that I think is you. I don't think you're quoting anybody, but it said, what if your life's purpose were to simply seek joy? How hard would that be? That's what started it. That was from 2008 or 2009. And that's when I actually started being a joy seeker. I was at a really low point mm. and asked myself that question. <laughs> nice. I love that now it's just baked into your identity. Yeah. That's awesome. I have a, I have an interesting question for you that you may not be expecting. Who is Marilou Mann? <laughs> well, breaking it down, Mary Lou is me and my mother, who's passed, and Mann is my best friend Kay and her mother's maiden name. We're a fiction team. Um, Kay and I have been friends since we were 16, which we have been friends for over 40 years now. So you're writers um, and you're, you're a writing team. You write fiction. We, we write uh, primarily paranormal romantica. So it's naughty girl fiction. Uh, 
and we haven't we don't have anything out right now. We were trying to get some stuff we we put out, but you can still find some of our books out there. But yeah, that's who we are, and we use tarot for writing. <laughs> wow. So let's see. How would we mash this up? Would it be like Fifty Shades of Grey meets? Uh, what? Something magical? It's it's not Fifty Shades of Grey. Um, and let me just go on record as, as being not a fan of Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> um, it's more like... You have some very hubba hubba covers going on on Amazon. Ooh, I, I looked got at some it. Boys. Yeah, the, the publisher we did write for had some pretty, pretty cover models. Yes, they did. Oh, so um, you worked for a publisher writing those mm-hmm. books? Yeah, we, we worked with a publisher who is now defunct. They've, they've gone out of business. Um, it, you know, it, they used to be the biggest in e-publishing, and most of our stuff was available electronically. Now you can only get it print until we re-release our stuff. But it's it's uh, shifters. It's werewolves, werecats, humans. Um, I don't think we have any vampires. We've got some vampire stories in the works. Ooh-hoo-hoo. We do have a demon story. That starts out with the first line is, what do you mean he comes with the house? <laughs> so, <laughs> you inherit a house and get a house demon, too. That's it's a, a two-for-one package. That's a great first line. Do you think there's a relationship between people who identify as witches and magical fiction? Because I keep seeing this coming up again and again and again, both with writers and especially with readers. I just find this... I don't know if I'm projecting my own self onto the situation, but I see a lot of connection there. I think there is, because, and I think there's a, a back and forth. I think people who aren't magical read paranormal and think, oh, maybe I should look into this more. And people who are magical think, I want to read something that kind of speaks to me and, you know, lets my imagination roam. Because I think that we're a very imaginative people. And so we need places for our imagination to go wander. Like, I love Patricia Briggs. She does a Mercy Thompson series about a coyote married to a, a werewolf. Oh. Fun, fun stuff, people. But it's just, and I like the idea. I love the idea that there's more to the world than I know. I like that, too. I like it, too. I I also, I mean, you're so interesting. We're definitely going to talk about Tarot, because that's actually how, how, I mean, you've been around at, for a long time in my, in my witchy online experience on uh, YouTube. You do weekly tarot readings and for free tarot scopes, and you do interviews and deck reviews. You teach Tarot, and, and now you are, I think, believe was the proper term the editor-in-chief of the Cartomancer magazine? I am. Yes, I am. I took over it last May, and I'm happy to say it's doing really well. I'm actually beginning to work on the fall issue right this week, So, and it's dedicated to divination. We do Lenormand, Oracles, Kipper, uh, Tarot. There's some astrology that this last issue had a really great astrology and tarot article by Preston Gibbs of Liminal Astrology. So it's, I'm, we try to expand it, get it into some more fields. You know, I'd love to see some, and I'm keeping it, it's got some witchy stuff, it's got some mundane stuff, because tarot readers cover the gamut. Oh, yes. 
You know what? I was actually going to ask you about productivity, but I'm going to put a pin in that because now you're talking about the whole reason I asked you to come on the show. I bought the copy, the Cartomancer, for people who don't know, is a magazine that you can actually hold in your hot little hands, uh, which is exciting to me as a magazine lover. I have been a magazine lover since the fifth grade. There's The internet cannot touch that love for me, so it was. I was like, what is this and I ordered it just so impulsively. It crossed my path. It was the one with, is it the Dust Onyx deck? <gasps> yeah, that sold out. That I had. I couldn't even four. stand it. The cover was just like mine. I didn't even read anything about it. I was just like, I buy it now. Like it was just, I have to have this. And then I, I was going through, and I kept seeing the name Arwen. Like I was like, I definitely know a Arwen, but this isn't the same one is it who is this person and then I found out it was you and I was like no kidding no kidding this is amazing what a cool gig thank you I love it it's fun so how did that come about it was just up for sale and you're like I think I'm going to take this on yeah I I knew the people who had it before Jadzia and Jay DeForest they run the um, Northwest Tarot Symposium in Portland it happens every March it's fabulous and Jazia said she wanted to go some other way. She's a, a writer, an editor, and this was taking away from what she other things she wanted to do. And so she said, who wants it? And, you know, people wrote in, and I'm sure people wrote in and said they wanted it. Somebody who lives in New Mexico may have written in every eight minutes on the dot asking another question or saying <laughs> another thing that she thought might be good. I, I kind of think I badgered her into going, oh, for God's sakes, here. Um, and we worked out that, you know, we negotiated the deal, signed the contract, and and I got the, the magazine. She worked with me to make sure the first issue had the quality that she had already put into it. And I'm very fortunate. I have an assistant editor and designer. She is the, the designer, not assistant, named Serena Fox. And the magazine would not be what it is without her help. I, wow. just, I was so blessed. People just showed up and said, hey, can I donate my time? It, and it's worth it. It really, I really hope every single person listening right now will go Google the Cartomancer and, and subscribe to this magazine because we want it to stay around and everybody's going to love it. Uh, I mean, most of the people that listen to this show are tarot people and, uh, my friend Amber actually <laughs> was like, when is it coming? When is it coming? Because I think she, I told her about mine, and, and so she went and bought the next issue, and she's, like, blowing up my phone like, it's not here yet. Are you sure it's coming? Because she was just so excited. Uh-oh. <laughs> I, have whole, the- I have a whole bunch of uh, issues that I have to send out. Let me make sure there's not an Amber no, on No, no, no. She, she got it. She got it. Oh, good. She got it. <laughs> um, but I was just, it was the anticipation. It's just very exciting. A beautiful quality full color magazine that's just devoted to tarot is pretty special and cool thank you and then there's a digital edition too yes um and it is international so um you know of course for print for postage good gosh they make people pay out the nose well just use nose yes but yes it, it is available um digital and i'm considering putting up the pdf on lulu um, oh, that's a good idea. That's so tough. people can publish their own, but that means I wouldn't be sending out a print version anymore. And I like the print oh, version. So I do like the print version. I, I I feel like there's a. I feel like this with speaking of records. You're talking about records, vinyl. You know, there's this 
resurgence of vinyl, even as the digital age is taking over everything. And I feel like it's people want something tangible and something special to put their hands on. I think after so much screen time, I feel like it's a little bit nostalgic. We, you know, we're like reaching into the past like that. But I also think it's just very human to want to actually touch and interact with something physical like that. I so agree. Especially something so beautiful. I mean, that's why we all collect tarot decks, right? Like, I, I don't even read most of my decks. I just end up buying them because they're beautiful. And I want the physical thing there to flip through sometimes when I feel like it. Oh, I, I just got a new deck, and it is one of the pr- – it's an indie deck, and it's so pretty. Oh. And I just like to look at it. What deck um, is it? The Falargos. It's by Carmen Sorrenti, and it's from Arnell Art Ar- – Ar- excuse me, Arnell Arnell Art, A-R-N-E-L-L-A-R-T dot com. And it's just – it's evocative. It really goes soul deep for me. So wow. the the indie business is fascinating. These people publishing yes. their own indie decks. The quality has really surprised me. I, I guess I me initially, too. when it first started, I thought maybe it would be kind of juvenile, sloppy people just being like, "I want to have my own tarot deck too." But I have been stunned. I I mean, it's really elevated the game what these independent publishers are doing. Oh my gosh, yeah. And people like uh, Jillian C. Wilde just put out her, uh, the, the next version of her set Naked Heart tarot. Gorgeous. So, but I could talk different decks all day. You know, I have a huge collection, so. That's, well, people can go visit you. Go to Arwen Lynch on, on YouTube and you do lots of sharing new decks talking tarot if that's what interests you go check out her youtube channel everybody because you'll appreciate that i think (laughs) so what was the hardest uh piece of taking on this magazine um kind of circling back around to asking you about productivity because you really do so many things and after interviewing benabelle Wynn and talking (laughs) about like her ridiculous crazy mind-blowing level of productivity i still kind of have that lingering in my mind so i want to ask you like how are you doing all these things how do you manage that especially when you have some kind of depression or or what what is what is seeing you through arwin um i have a really supportive husband that is the key for me um and and he's supportive, and he also knows when to just shove his foot up my ass to get me motivated. <laughs> so, you know, that helps. Um, I'm learning to be, to compartmentalize. Like, I write for U.S. games. I have a project on deck. That's what I was doing before I got on this call, was I was working on that. And I tell myself each day, okay, you can finish one card, you can... Wait, let's clarify for people who don't know. U.S. Games, they publish tarot decks. So you're writing for a tarot deck for them? Is that what you're doing? This one is actually an oracle. I have a Lenormand. That you've written. An oracle and a tarot deck that are out with them now, or two tarot decks that are out with them now that I've written. And then I've got another oracle coming and this oracle in the works. Wow. So, yeah, and you just... Yeah, I, 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 I sit down and I actually have my people can't see it because we're on the radio, but I have a little whiteboard with a timer on it and I will say, okay, 20 minutes for this project, go. And that's helping me 
because I am not organized. Benabelle scares the poop out of me, and she knows it. Um, <laughs> All of us feel that way. Oh, my God. I'm like, you're creating a what? A tarot deck? Woman? <laughs> How do you sleep? So quick, um, so quickly, and so with such intricate detail, too. That's the part where I'm just like, what just happened right in front of my face? What? 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 <laughs> right here today, I'm working on this card. Oh, tomorrow. I've got 15 done. What do you think? Yes. I think I may hate you, woman. Um, <laughs> I'm lucky that she's a very good friend. <laughs> but um, I, am, I don't know how I organize because I'm very scattered. I am a Pisces sun with Aquarius rising. Ooh, squirrel. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah. Right? Shiny. Um, but when I get into something, I can really get focused. Like, I know the cardamancer requires this list of things. And that was a real hard thing for me at first with the cardamancer. That was my biggest fear, actually, was do I have the stamina to take this on and, and finish it? I have the skills. I can edit. I can write. I can market. I'm good at those things. I know that. But do I have the actual dedication to make it happen? Because I have an amazing group of, uh, I have volunteer editors. I mean, everybody volunteers. Nobody gets paid on this thing. Wow. Which, well, magazine shout, out to, shout, out, shout out to those people. Thank you for doing such a beautiful thing. Yes, they bring me joy. <laughs> yeah. But back to the idea of, of productivity, you know, I have to say, okay, this is for my writing. A lot of my classes are self-paced, so all I have to do is finish writing them and then put them out and remember to mention them. <laughs> That's the hard part, right? You, you do something wonderful like art magic book, and then you forget to tell people about it. <laughs> I don't know who that would be by, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, promotion. I feel like it's interesting we're in an age where speaking about people creating their own tarot decks and uh, we're in an age where people are coming up against this opportunity to be able to create kind of whatever they want and find their own tribe online, artists, writers, creative people of all kinds. And I feel like in the past, creative people just got to be creative. And then there were the business people that would find them and they would partner and then, you know, work together to make a business happen. And to, yeah. and to now... All of a sudden, these creative people are having to learn business, how to learn to self-promote. And that's challenging, I think, for everybody, but especially, like, introverted, creative people that are like, oh, my God, now I have to go out there and tell everybody how awesome I am. So I think a lot of amazing talent ends up getting uh, thwarted by that fear. I so agree with you. And one of the things that Cardamancer tries to do is we have – a, a deck section. You pop, you saw it, it has black pages, and we just pop uh, four cards from a deck and a 250-word statement from the artist. That's free. We don't charge for that. It is the Cardamancer's way, and this was set up by the DeForest because they believe in community, and it's a way to give back to the community. So anybody listening to this, if you have a deck that you would like, just, you know, hey, go to the Cardamancer.com. Look on submissions and look for artwork and send me your artwork. And you're going to send me your 250-word write-up, and I'm going to send it back to you and go, okay, honey, this is about you, and this is about why people want to buy your deck. So 
here's my thoughts on what it might sound like better. Because I, girl, I was selling 25 cent Girl Scout cookies for 30 cents because they told me we needed money to go camping. So I thought you should up the price. <laughs> I got caught and had to return nickels, but nobody didn't, nobody said this is the, the, the set amount. They just said we need to make money. <laughs> okay. Right. Watch this. Um, but if you love something, talk about it. And if you hate marketing yourself, market somebody else, right? If I hate talking about Arwen, I'm going to talk about Joanna. I'm going to talk about Nadia. I'm going to talk about all these other people because you know what's going to happen? They're going to talk about me in return. And then we're talking about each other and doing that whole word of mouth thing. Yes. And it's not, you know, self-promotion to me isn't slimy. It's not a dirty word. No, it's a necessity in today's day and age if, if you're going to have any kind of personal brand, especially. I, I actually have a post-it note sitting here that says tarot community because that's something that I'm interested in talking to you about. And now you've mentioned it a couple of times, so we should go there. But I also want to say in for myself, just in doing the podcast and before that doing YouTube, it was in promoting other people's work that I was excited about that I learned the power of doing that and had to kind of step into my just kind of own what I'm offering and do the same thing for myself but it was in doing it for other people first that I learned how to do it for myself well exactly I mean Michelangelo would have to do this today back then he had you know wealthy patrons to pay for him they 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 he lived in their homes and did whatever they needed and ate their food and they gave him clothes. He didn't have to go out and get, as his mom said, a real job, Mike. Right. And now we're going out and finding our own patrons. You and I are both on Patreon. So oh, let's, yeah. let's dive into community. So first, let's talk about tarot, maybe leadership in the tarot community. And I would include that people that write books, people that have really popular podcasts or YouTube channels, people who create decks, and then we can talk about the fans that support all of that. The tarot community is amazing, just amazing. I honestly kind of lived on the edges of the community till about 2007, and it was at that time that I heard about a group of people who wanted to get rid of the American Terror Association and start a new one for very valid reasons. They weren't crazy people. They weren't, you know, rebels with a, without a cause. There was a reason. And I got on the list and was talking to people and said, well, why don't we try to run for board positions on the American Terror Association? Wait, what was, the, what was the reason? Oh, it, basically the board had quit. Basically the current board had just stopped. They had been doing it for years. Nobody else had ever stepped up and said, hey, I'll help. And they were just tired, Uh, worn out, basically. Yes. Yes. And so six of us ran for five positions. Yes, that's math. Um, And we all got on the call for the the initial uh, board. And I was one of the people, there were two of us who had run for the same position. I'd run for vice president of education, I believe. And I said... Stupidly, don't be Arwen, y'all. I've done phone meetings before. If you want, I can lead it because, you know, I have a background with this. And they all said, sure. So we had a meeting, a good meeting, a productive meeting. And at the end, the current president, haha, got her back. 
uh, at that time she was vice president. I think she was the other vice president of education, actually. But Sherry said, I nominate Arwen as president. Threw me under the bus like nobody's business. And I did that. <laughs> I did it for seven years. And then I stepped down and I said, new blood. You know, it. we need new blood every so often. Um, and that taught me about community, though, because from there, I met so many people. And I'd already met some. As a blogger, I had um, set myself the task of asking people for interviews. And I thought, well, what the heck? I'll just start with the top two in the terror world, Mary Kay Greer and Rachel Pollock. Both of them said yes. Wow, that's cool. It scared the snot out of me, but I did it. Um, so, But the community is amazing. There's a wonderful, thriving community out there for people who know nothing about tarot, people who know everything about tarot. For people who are always learning, like me, I am constantly learning. I take classes to learn more stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that's, I just, I think it's a, an important thing. I watch other people's videos. I, you know, I look at what spreads they're using and, and what does, why, what are they doing? But the community is amazing. We had a community member who got a pretty serious uh, cancer, supported her through it. Another member horrific her um, partner was killed in an accident in another state and we got her to hit the funeral we got her out there so she could bring him home that is so beautiful I see that so much in like probably in any really great community online now but I just happen to be a part of like the magical community and I see people supporting each other that way and I'm excited about the possibilities of it. I have a lot of optimism about maybe not uh, people are very upset about politics and divided, but I am excited about I think the democracy of art that, Ooh, yeah. and how fans are driving the business right now. Um, and I'm seeing that impacted in movies and books, what's getting published, what's getting produced. I mean, dollars speak. And now that Tarot is becoming is going a little bit mainstream, which I'm sure is controversial depending on who you ask about that. But again, like this is going to support the creators and the tarot community to make a living doing what they do so they don't have to volunteer to write for the amazing Cartomancer magazine. They can, you know, do you know what I mean? Like this is going to elevate everybody to be able to eat, pay their bills, pay for a funeral for God's sake. Exactly, exactly. You know, because as artists, many of us are living on, you know, the fringe of what normalcy is. Like, normalcy is uh, two jobs, a house, um, you know, insurance, bills, those things I think are normal. (laughs) But a a lot of people in the tarot business struggle. It's their side job. It's their side hustle as uh, I believe it's Teresa Reed so incredibly calls it. Um, And speaking of business bosses, dude, (laughs) Teresa Reed does it now. Yeah, I've had her on the show. She's awesome. I love her. Another super prolific, badass, productive woman. Yeah, yeah. And then we've got people like Melissa Chinova showing up with her kitchen table tarot and teaching at Omega. We have an amazing community, and our fans... 
have they're amazing in their own right because they they do that thing of hey I like what you're doing I'll give you five bucks a month because I like what you're doing and I want to support you yes you know and they become they become in, in writing we talk about super fans those are the ones that run up to you and go I have every book you ever wrote and I know the plot to the next one <sighs> they're wonderful. Those are super fans that when we need them, we need a writer, an author needs readers. Yes. Right? You can you can write the best book in the world. But if there's nobody to read it, what's the use? Mm-hmm. We don't exist in a vacuum. We cannot exist without readers. And readers can't exist without authors because <laughs> what are you going to read? The back of the cereal box? Yeah. I, I feel those fans are being empowered right now by Patreon. This again comes Mm. back to this idea of the democracy of art, regardless of what's going on um, politically. I see this new democracy rising in in more than the art community, but that's just my focus, and I definitely would include all things witchy in that, because that's how my mind works. But I think, you know, way back in the day, speaking of Leonardo da Vinci, it would be the church or it would be an extraordinarily wealthy person that would hire someone like that, and they would be their patron, you know, to make sure that this guy stays alive and makes all the beautiful art. Now we have all of these fans, and individually they are patrons of the arts, and they're supporting who they who they want to see more from and who they value. And then if you get enough people supporting someone... Um, maybe we'll maybe we'll get our Da Vinci. Maybe it's Benabel. Is Benabel the Da Vinci of 2018? <laughs> well, you know I have a hashtag hashtag I blame Benabel. No, you do not. You do. That's so funny. <laughs> I do because I harass her a lot. Um, but yeah, I mean, and we vote that way, right? It's a vote. Yes. We vote with our dollars, too, and we always have. But I, I don't know. Something about the Internet is really demonstrating this for me, and I'm just, I'm really excited about it. It's a different energy, too, for me. The, the, the Internet has changed. You know, I've been on the Internet, Joanna, since um, bulletin boards, okay, since BBSs and <laughs> you telneted into things and read a book while things were loading. I'm old. Um but it's changed. You, you had community then. Wow, I found my fellow geeks. And that, oh, look, these people love Harry Potter. That, that would be more, more recently. But you find your little niches and you realize you're not alone. You're not the only one. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know? I, and I, that's I, super important. Speaking of hashtags, I like to use weird must day. So, like, the weirdo, <laughs> the weirdo in me sees the weirdo in you. Like, we... No matter what your weird is, I swear you can find your people online. And it's yeah. so awesome, especially if you live out in the country and, and you don't feel like you jive with your community. Well, you can definitely find them online. They're there. Yeah. And case in point, where I live, it's uber conservative. I'm kind of not. Um, I tell people I'm so liberal. I'm so left. I'm looking up the right butt. So <laughs> it's... But you know, and I've met good people here. Don't get me wrong. I've met people who are awesome. And we don't see eye to eye politically, but that's okay. Oh, yeah. But my family. I have, that, I, I have the yeah. same thing going on in my own family. But I found my people on the Internet, and I have tribe. I've got people I could pick up the phone with 
and and talk to her. I've seen in person. Um, Amber Honey Raven. I I think you probably. I think you. Oh, I I know her. Yes. Yeah, I, I thought I thought y'all had y'all knew each other, but Amber and I met online, and then we met in person, and it, it's been bad news ever since that girl <laughs> and I met. Um, but she's one of my my internet people, but she's also truly family to me. Yes. You know, she's she's my girl. She's mine. Yes. Uh, yep. I've, I've made excellent friends through the internet, people that don't live in my state. And so we talk on the phone and, and oh. we have gotten to meet in person, just going out of our way to make sure that happens. But it, that's also another good point. Mm-hmm. Yep. We're learning to connect in new ways. I mean, back in the day, you only knew those in your your own little tribal village, hometown, whatever. Then all of a sudden you got to the city, you went back to your town, mm-hmm. you know. It's expanded a little bit, and now we're international. We're global. I've got a dear friend in Dubai, and um, he's somebody I'll just you know reach out and check on and say, how you doing, baby? And if he walked up to my door, I'd invite him in and make him dinner. That's awesome. Know? I love it. I love it. Um, I, I, I'm having two conflicting thoughts. I'll just say them both, and you pick where you want to take this. How about that? Uh. <laughs> I'm really interested. So the theme here on the podcast is Tarot in August, but on Patreon I've been talking about fear. So I wanted to talk to you about how Tarot, if if you even believe this is true, how Tarot might help you move past fear um, to stay in motion with your dreams kind of thing. But also I'm... Uh, you know what? I'm just going to leave that there. I, I will hold the other second part in my head so I can keep some focus on this thing. Well, that's huge. Um, yes, I think tarot can absolutely help break through fear. I can. I think it can also increase fear if you do it um, without thinking things through. Okay, because, so can you explain that? Yeah, it's like the nine of swords, right? The classic image, mm-hmm. person on the bed, head in their hands. They're covered with a quilt that has astrological symbols all over it, and there's nine swords. Eight of those swords aren't real. And they're awfulizing, they're, they're increasing the looming damage that could be done. And sometimes... Let's tell people are, who don't know that the swords represent your thoughts. So oh, the, right, ni- yeah. the nine of swords is when you're kind of living in your own nightmare in your own head because you've got the bad monkey mind. <laughs> exactly. You know, and, and we live our, we, we suddenly, our, our whole lives have this horror movie theme track and we think every door we're opening is the door to the basement you know and any door that we want to open somebody's screaming don't open that door and that's where our fear can get in the way and so having a foundation in tarot and understanding that this is access to your inside self right it's it's you lay the cards out and the story you see it's not necessarily a story that has to be. It's a story that can change. Going back to the writing, you're an editor of your own life. Mm, I love so that. Edit out the parts you don't like. Um, and I'm, I'm huge on, I have clients and almost every one of them gets this message. Have you ever said anything to yourself that you would be angry if somebody said that to your best friend? Mm-hmm. And don't talk to yourself like you're not. You talk to yourself like you're your best friend. Because otherwise, you know, you're just damaging yourself. And that's no good for anybody in the world. 
Right. Right. Yeah, so I guess it's really about perspective. It's how you read the cards. It's Mm -hmm. not that there's... I personally think there is no power in the cards. It's the powers in you. It's kind of a Dumbo's feather kind of situation. Uh, but it, it it's an awesome tool for allowing you to access your intuition. But then you're still going to have all your, you know, the paradigm that you're looking at the world through is going to influence what you see in those cards, if that makes sense. Yeah, I'll tell my clients when they're sitting with me. I do a lot of online now. I don't do, I, in fact, I haven't done an in-person reading other than family members in over a year. But if you were sitting with me and we had a, a reading going on between us, I would say at the end, okay, Joanna, which of these cards do you like the least? Which of these cards makes you the least comfortable? And you'd point it out. Which one makes you the best, the happiest? Switch them. I can tell you right now, Arwen, the scariest card is the tower and <laughs> And I have a lot of favorites. I love the star, I love the queen of swords, and I love the two of pentacles. Ooh. Star and death are my favorite, too. I have to love those cards to be able to work with the deck. Mm. Yeah, that matters, too. It kind of seems like every deck, there's one card I don't love. Sometimes more, but there will be a deck that I just love so much. For Like the Tarot Illuminati is my go-to deck, but I cannot make peace with the Hierophant. No matter what, I just I just do not like that card. I it, I like it in every other deck I have, but there's just always that one card. <laughs> well, you said the tower. Here's the thing that got me around the tower. Another tarot reader, and I cannot for the life of me remember who said this, was teaching a class and said the tower is built of lies we tell ourselves. Ooh. When it comes down, you've got nothing but fresh ground to build on, so use different building bricks at that point but lies we tell ourselves i was like oh my god (laughs) and maybe even the lies if it's a big tower moment the lies we've built our world on uh you know because i had a big tower moment it's what scared me about the it like flattened everything (laughs) like Mm -hmm. had to start all over from zero and i was just like Okay, this tower stuff is not fun. Yeah, it in Wicca, traditionally your initiation points, you have an initiation, but that point of initiation may have happened before or just after, and it's generally some type of, oh, shit, tower happening. Mm-hmm. That makes so, sense. That yeah, makes an, sense. And they're no fun. <laughs> yeah. There's no three ways around it. You cannot, I don't think, see how you can make a tower situation fun. Yeah, I mean, I feel like in traditions like that, we are reenacting the initiations that are natural in life in a way I feel like Hmm, even if you're not religious even if you're not a part of any tradition life is going to initiate you into some shit (laughs) you can accept the invitation or not but but you're going to get the invitation yeah I like that you're getting dragged to this party come on yes <laughs> so the other thing uh, before i lose it that i wanted to ask you around fear and tarot it, when you were talking about ember honey raven for people who don't know she really started out as the big fat witch and uh does she still use that tag or does she just go by ember honey raven now she still I, she still uses the big fat witch absolutely i need to have her on the show uh she you both are button pushers, I think. And people love you. That's what kills me. Is like so many people are afraid of putting themselves out there because they're afraid, I think, of 
people being mean to them. Let's just simplify it. And and you all are just like, let me say something controversial to you today. And what makes me think of this especially is this video you did called God, the Devil, and a Really Bad Breakup. And um, I occasionally also like to be controversial. And uh, I can't believe people still put up with me here on this podcast. Thank you, my, my listening friends. But this one might be a deal breaker if I can get Arwen to talk about it because it's really blasphemous. It's, it's blasphemous. Cover it's, your ears if you're a good Christian. It's blasphemous. And my idea of why God and the devil hate each other so much is because they were lovers. That's the short part. And it was a really bad breakup, and neither one's talking to the other one, and the angels had to take sides. And Yes, you, know. you go into this whole thing about how it was all about <laughs> gay sex, and then, like, I'm just like, holy crap, is my computer going to catch on fire right now? So when you do something like that, what is the result? And also, do you have any fear in doing it, or are you, ju- are you just pretty carefree about that stuff? I don't know that I'm carefree. I actually don't want to insult people. I don't like making people mad, but I also... Oh, I don't think... I, it really comes off as very playful to me. Yeah, and I, I'm not trying to piss people off in general. Um, now, I did a... There's a really old video of me and the V word. I don't know if we can say that word on, on blog talk radio, v? but... Are we talking about vagina? <gasps> Yes. Remember the science teacher who got fired because he tried to teach his students vagina. the word vagina? No. Let's say oh, it. Like, Let's say it once and for all. Vagina. vagina. Well, he got fired and I got mad. And so there's a, a YouTube video out there of me just basically saying vagina, 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 penis <laughs> over and over and over again. But I don't want people to be mad at me, but I figure if somebody thumbs downs me, and I've got somebody out there and I know who they are, so it makes me laugh every time I see it. Um, I, you know, we all have people who just don't like us for whatever reason. I'm going to give them a thumbs down on YouTube. Ouch. Um, it, I, they're not my tribe, and that's okay. They're somebody else's tribe. Mm-hmm. They have a community. They simply aren't the community that is attracted to me and I'm attracted to them. I would say if they're literally showing up for every video just for the delight and giving you a thumbs down, that that they are a part of your tribe, but they just don't love that part of themselves. And so they just keep showing up. They just keep showing up to me like, I hate myself, thumbs down. I hate myself again, thumbs down. <laughs> it really does make me giggle because I'm like, sweetie. Go well, watch something that brings you joy. If I don't bring you joy, go find some. I want them. I want everybody to have joy. I do. Yeah. But I can't be the joy seeker for everybody. You can't be the hippie witch of love for everybody. No. You know? No. We're not You're my pro- hippie witch of love. Oh, thank you. It's kind of like tarot decks, right? Because we don't all resonate with every one of them. We find ones that work for us. Right, and somebody out there heard me say that and was like, I love the Hierophant card in the Tarot Illuminati deck. I drew the damn thing. What are you talking about, lady? (laughs) Oh, Eric, be quiet. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Do you think, you also talked a little bit about why spells fail. Is fear one of the components to why spells fail? I think fear definitely is, and I also think that we don't let go of it. I was taught when you do a spell, you get quiet about it. You're silent. You shut up. Because holding on to it 
is effectively tethering it rather than releasing it to do the job you've set it to do. Um, it's kind of like lighting a stick of dynamite and holding on to it. Oh, that's not good. Right? Let's call it a firecracker. That's less damaging. On <laughs> but it's, you know, you've got to let go of it. You've got to put it out there. Mm-hmm. And, and fear is a big one because we don't believe in our own power. We're afraid that we really are as powerful as people tell us. Yeah. And that's a that's a pretty scary thing. If I said to you, Joanna, you can absolutely do everything you think you can. I kind of want to run hide under the bed because I got a lot of things I think I can do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know. So, but what we can, we just have to. And sometimes it's choice, right? You can drink a Pepsi, a Sprite, a Fanta, Dr Pepper, or a YooHoo. If you're old enough to remember you who's. Or some water. Oh, please. (laughs) That's me. I'm that nerd, Arwen. I'm like, I don't drink any of that shit. (laughs) (laughs) You see that I've got, well, y'all don't see it, but I'm drinking water out of a mason jar going back to my roots. But yeah, but you have a choice, but you have to make a choice. Mm -hmm. Or you're going to be thirsty while you're standing there looking at all those things to drink. I think the stick of dynamite dynamite analogy was perfect because when people are afraid they cling we hold on when we're afraid we hold on to what we know we cling to what we know and god help you if it's a stick of dynamite or it's your tower coming down because that's going to get messy Mm -hmm. yes yeah the cosmic stick of dynamite (laughs) true story i had a friend who did a spell to stop smoking and did not just kept thinking and needs to quit smoking. Well, she drove over a set of uh, railroad tracks and felt a sharpness in her lung and then couldn't breathe, had to go to a hospital. She had a lung collapse. Whoa. Guess what she stopped? Smoking. So let it go, guys, because if you try to coordinate or manipulate the outcome, if you tell your parents you want a pony and then you go pick the pony out and they've got a better pony picked for you, you know. Huh. Let the pony come to you. <laughs> <laughs> Receive the pony. <laughs> I like it. Uh, Achieving the pony. Yes. Okay, so you're also a teacher in addition to being an author. And, and you use Tarot to teach these principles that we're talking about here. You have... Um, well, you tell me. You tell me what you have going on. I was... I... You... You have plenty to offer on your website, but I know you have a couple of couple of classes going on right now that people might be interested in. Right now for the month of August, I get if you're listening to this after August thirty first, skip this part. But it's the summer the Tarot Readers Academy Summer School. Mm-hmm. And if you just do bit.ly forward slash summer Arwen with capital summer and capital Arwen, you'll get there. I'm teaching a class on how to use tarot to create spells to witch your way forward. We're all in an ordinary world. That's the hero's journey, and that's part of what I use in this. And we all need to cross a threshold all the time, right? Nobody's at, nobody's in the perfect spot right now. We always have some little itch we want to change, and this is about how to get a hold of that itch, spell craft around it, move past it, get to the next point, and then, ooh, there's a new itch. Let's find it spellcraft past it so it's a cycle 
Did you say witch your way forward? I did. I love it. Witch the itch, people. (laughs) I also have a nine-week class that's online all the time. It's called Trust Your Gut, and it's just how to learn to read tarot on an intuitive level the way the way I learned and the way I teach. Oh, that's trust your gut. I'll link to these, by the way, for people who are like, I can't memorize the URL this fast. I will definitely link. (laughs) But how do we find trust your gut if people are listening in their car or something and not? If you go to tarotbyarwin.com slash offerings, you'll find it. That's all. Everything I offer is up there. If it's a book I've written, if it's a deck I've got, if it's a class I teach, I try to keep that updated. Because I can't remember sometimes. Somebody asked me about a class, and I was like, huh, yeah, I do have that, don't I? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's fascinating when, well, you've been making videos, did you say, since 2007? Is that when you started? Not YouTube. YouTube was more, I think it's only been on about eight years. I don't know, honestly. A long time, let's say. Yeah, I I know just from personal experience, and I did not realize this at the time, but it's really dawning on me now, is every video, every podcast, every blog post is just out there. And yeah. it's a point of entry for a stranger to find you, and they come with questions based on that point of entry and it's fascinating to me like people will contact me about some podcast episode I did in 2013 and they'll be like and you mentioned this one video can you give me a link to that and I'm like huh I don't even know I don't even know what I said in 2013 I have no idea if I even agree with I don't know if I even agree with myself I probably don't Let me go back and look at that because I may have to edit that. Joanna's response to Joanna. <laughs> oh, I, I would just go in circles because I'm constant. I lo- I mean, I'm here to grow. I'm here to evolve and expand and change. So sometimes when people ask me about stuff that's that old, I, I get a little like, oh, no, I need to go take that down because I don't even know what I said. Yeah, leave it up. It's a good, good, like you said, it's a great entry point. Yeah, it's it's a documentation of the journey. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I always like to ask the same question, and I'm happy to ask it of you. It, you do not have to give the end-all, be-all definitive answer. Just whatever first comes to mind is totally fine. But what is one tip for creating the kick-ass life of your dreams? You have to learn to climb your stairs because they put they get in front of you like a big set of stairs. Mm. Climb your stairs. You're such a word nerd. I love it. Witch your itch and climb your scares. Not your stairs, your scares. Yeah. That's a good one, Arwen. Did you have that just planned, like sitting in your back pocket? No, it fell out of my mouth the other day, actually this past week during my telescopes on uh, for my patrons, and I misspoke something. And somebody else said, that's really good. I said, yeah, it is. Claiming it. Claim. <laughs> yes. Yes. And, and proof that you're a writer, just that your mind like works in that way. Well, thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate it. Thank you, sweetie. I really love talking to you. It's It really is joyful, and thank you so much for asking me. Yay! Follow your joy. Seek joy, people. Much love. Peace!
Thank you. Have an awesome day. Bye. Bye.